In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. All right. Have you experienced a significant connection in your life that has altered your journey? Today we are talking about remarkable connections. Sometimes they come when you least expect them, kind of like ours. Uh-huh. Like a decade ago, when I, when I met you, it was like our world truly collided. We had no idea the significance. That and we, we didn't go into our first meeting going, oh, I hope this is a new girlfriend. We just went, all right, let's meet, and what, what, is, what is this all about? And then little did we know. Little did we know that you would alter my life, alter my existence here well, on Earth. And you would, you would change me because you have never ceased to stop mocking me all along <laughs> the way. So you've kept me on my toes. <laughs> and you kept a mirror up the whole time on me, too. So believe me, it, it's mutual. But that's what's so cool, and we want to talk about that just the connections, the fall connections. So welcome to Girlfriend It, a great place to connect and girlfriendify your life. We're Lisa and Patty. Well, like you said, sometimes we don't realize the significance of the connections at the time. We're just, we're just meeting and going through the motions, and we go, we really like these, you know, this person, but then it's like maybe months or years later, we go, okay, that was a significant connection. And um, i got to say, I, I know with us, we love to connect in different venues in different ways, and this morning, we actually connected, um, combining our two favorite things, which is you love to walk. And well, we, yeah, I love to walk and run and be outside and hike. And, and I love to go have coffee time. So I, I am really content, like we've said before, to sit in a coffee shop or sit you know, like a little cafe and have my coffee time and watch you make laps around the building. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Which was really cool this morning because we decided we were going to give a girlfriend challenge to really – Make this fall count and be intentional and connect with a girlfriend. Go on some hikes, walk with them, go have coffee together. And we decided, okay, if we are doing this girlfriend challenge, then we need to go do that. We need to go have our connection, and we could combine the two of my love for walking and hiking and your love for Drinking coffee, that is. Yeah, drinking cake. Will you please add the coffee price there? And what was cool is because it is fall, and it's finally fall in Arizona because last week we had 100 degrees, and this morning it's like 56 degrees out. Was it really? 56? Yes, I love it. And so it, that, you know what that means? It's, it means the holiday flavors to add to your coffee like pumpkin spice. And you love peppermint love mocha. Peppermint mocha. So we had our coffees in hand, mine with the pumpkin spice, yours with the peppermint mocha, and we did our walk so that we both were like happy pappies. We loved it. We were happy pappies. And what's really cool is you came back, you you have got to tell, because I just heard snippets of it this morning on our walk, but you just got back from L.A., from Hollywood, 
on an incredible adventure. So tell us a little bit okay, about Okay, I have so like. much to tell you, so we're going to have to, after we, after we got the air, it's just like it was one of those, I don't know where to begin and yes. tell you. But um, tell oh, about, you began already. I began. Yeah. I, I was on caffeine. That's why. You got, like, you know, sound bites. Um, it was one of those things. You know, I, I met, there was nine of us women from around the country, and I, I knew one of them. And But at, by the end of, like, 24 hours, we were, like, girlfriends. Well, and, tell, tell us why, why you went on this. Okay, we got invited to go to Hollywood to preview, have a private screening of a new Disney movie that's coming out on, <clears throat> excuse me, in November called Tangled. It's about Rapunzel. i got to tell you, this movie is over the top. And I'm not going to brag too much because I don't want people to be, you know how when somebody really goes overboard, but this will be so worth seeing and your kids, all ages, because this is one, I don't like to watch movies twice, yeah. but I could watch this three or four times because there's so many hidden meanings in there. But that's because you found the hidden meanings. They talked to you about the Well, we got, there was nine of us sitting in a theater with the three producers, and then they showed us the movie, and we were the first group to see it besides the staff. It just, the staff just got to see it last week. And so we got to sit there and watch this movie, and you laugh, you cry. They said that Disney said for every laugh there needs to be a tear. Yeah. And you experience that, that, that gamut of emotions in this yeah. movie. And then we got to dialogue with the producers, to, you know, behind the scenes. What, why does, what is this character? How did you come up with this? And how, you know, so I can't say too much yet because it hasn't come out. But I would just say run to this movie and take your kids and anybody. And it's, it's a great girlfriend movie because I can't wait for you to go see it. Yeah. And I want to go see it. And it comes out in November, right? It comes out in November. But it was one of those things. And, and after we all got back, it was like this whirlwind. Literally, we flew in. We did the screening all day long. And then we flew out the next morning. And so we've all been connecting over emails, you know, um, friends in, in Florida and Texas and North Carolina. And we're all just in Las Vegas all connecting because we had a shared experience. Yeah. And that's what life is about, shared experiences and making those connections. And that's what we want to challenge um, those of you listeners out there. What could you really do this month to connect? And, um, of course, we can't top Lisa's connection because um, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> but you could maybe, like, clean your closet, you know, something <laughs> like that with a girlfriend. Um, speaking of cleaning cleaning your closet, I have been doing that, and it's really hard right now. Have you been purging? I have been purging, and um, it's hard because you have all the fall sweaters, and you have to pull those all out, and they're bulky, and they take up a lot pumpkin, of your room. pumpkin-like sweaters? And stuff I, like I do that? not. Okay, I do good. Not. <laughs> but but I but I do love my sweater, especially in Arizona, because you can only wear them for like one week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so they are ready to go for that one week to go. But you know what? You talk about purging, and, and I know um, it, it, sometimes our closets can get like overwhelmed, and, and it's like I know you have things like two or three different sizes as women. Is it's like the size that you want to be, you keep there, and you may never get into that. And then there's the rea- reality size, and then you have the bigger size for when you to give you flexibility. Yeah. And so I was looking at my closet the other day, going, okay, I'm I need to get I need to get rid purge some things, or I need to purge some weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say don't do don't keep the three sizes. Keep the size that you're in. I guess you should keep the size that you want. Your they goal. say, it's, you know, who they are. Yeah, those experts out there that we never know really where they came from, <laughs> who their names are. But they say. But anyway, talking about purging, it is so funny because it's like I was getting rid of some stuff, and I'm looking at it, and I had this pile of pajamas. And when we when we travel, like a few years ago, we used to speak in our pajamas because we wanted to make it informal girlfriend time, like a slumber party experience. And we're quirky, quirky weird. And we're quirky weird, and we had no problem. And it was helpful because you don't have to decide what you're going to wear. Yeah, you just put on these cute little 
little pair of pajamas. So we would do that. And so I'm looking at these pajamas, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to wear them anymore, probably. And but I can't get rid of them because they have sentimental value. Because I remember, I was like. Those pajamas, I remember so many fun memories. Oh, so many incredible memories. And so, but you go, do I just want to keep these pajamas sitting on the shelf? Or, you know, that that sentimental side of me really comes out. And as you get older, that sentimental side can really add a lot of um, junk into your house. Because how do you really feel a little minimalist? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am a minimalist, and I do like to just keep the things that I'm using right now. But I can be sentimental at times. There's a couple jackets in there that I have that I, they're literally sitting in a bag ready to, to give away, but I can't really quite part with them yet because of, there, there are jackets with our logos on them that, you know. They evoke emotions and yeah. memory. It's like a good song. You know, a song takes you to a place. It's like sometimes these clothes take you to a place. Of fond memories. And yes. so I do have a hard time purging them. So we're not helping anyone in cleaning their closet. So you know right what now. I found that I need to do? Is I, I have either my daughter or I have somebody come over and go, you don't need that. So it's like I almost need somebody else to come in that's objective, that's not tied into these things, and go, really, do you need to keep those? To give me permission to purge. Yes. Well, I have a, an old bunt cake whatever, pan, and every time my daughter cleans out my closet, and I am a minimalist, I don't have a lot to clean out, but she will grab that and go, Mom, when have you ever used this? Ever. And I, it's can't like, I can't imagine my using a bunt pan and cooking, <laughs> making a cake. <laughs> no, but it's my mom's. It's like, you know, know, you just can't get rid of it. And I just keep thinking, okay, I have two daughters. Perhaps one of them might bake at some point in their life. I think Kaylee will. But, yes, it won't come from you. I always tell my kids, you will not remember my uh, cuisine abilities. That will not be the fond memory when you come to my service at the end and go, I remembered her for all the... The big smells in the house, that will not be it. But the candles, you like candles. I do like candles, candles, I do. And I I do have the candles going. But um, talking about remarkable connections, um, you know, it it is amazing because it's like you just never know. I think that's one of the things with women. We all want to connect. We were created to be relational. And yet sometimes we're not even looking for those connections, you know, and the possibilities of those. Well, and sometimes, I, I know this sounds so trite, but we, we have women say, I would give anything if I just had a girlfriend. Like you guys in your relationship, that's so neat that you have each other. And sometimes it's as simple as, as praying for that, praying for that relationship and praying for that, that girlfriend to come in your life that really can breathe into you, that really can hold up that mirror, and that really can mock you. I know. <laughs> in a very you. loving, yes. endearing way. Yes. But you know what? It's like, and sometimes it is, I think so many times it's so hard to, to connect. I don't know how to connect. So we just want to leave you with a few things that we kind of came up with that would be a great fall connection times that maybe that you do with a girlfriend that you've known forever and you just want to have some great connection time. Or maybe it's somebody new that you would like to get to know. So I think like a great, especially since it's Halloween time, it's like why not get a couple pumpkins? And I know this sounds, it's like going back to our child's hood things because those are just fun carving a pumpkin together i mean each can have your own and then um carve it out maybe put a candle in it and maybe maybe share it then with a neighbor or something when you go home you know just go here's the pumpkin because i know in in our neighborhoods you drive around there's pumpkins everywhere yes you know and so why not share a pumpkin with somebody and and that's just a fun activity because so many times when you're doing something together it's not awkward so you're saying carve a pumpkin Go on a fall walk, drink some pumpkin latte together. Is that what you call a pumpkin I, exactly, latte? Exactly, exactly. And and clean out maybe clean out your closet together with a girlfriend, or clean out a cabinet, or just 
Be intentional with making that connection. And that's and it. Be intentional with making a connection. And you never know how remarkable that connection can be and where it can go. And, and you know what? Another great thing is to do some fall shopping together. Is there some little decor things you need for your Thanksgiving table? You well, know, And that's very therapeutic. So we're going to love doing that. The retail therapy with yeah. that is great. And we're so excited because coming up, our next guest has shared the gospel with more than 2 million people through the events and media. We'll be talking with international evangelist Andrew Palau, and we'll have to see if he does any fall shopping or pumpkin carving or pumpkin latte drinking. I think he's too busy saving the world, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Stay with us. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Was sad because right. he had a death kill mommy and dad. Right. But that ain't the case. Nope. It wasn't his fate. No, nope. the walks never struggled to communicate. Ha. Y'all wave your hands. Look who's on. It's the code of man Keith and he's number one. It's that Keith Wine Show on Togginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central. Every week, that Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others. The topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community. For more on Keith Wine, and the show, go to his website, KeithWanWANN.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Don't miss That Keith Wan Show. Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. Vision Onward is a mission. Vision Onward is passion. Vision Onward is compassion. It's God's power being shown in the world today with the guidance of the Holy Spirit through Jeff Holly and his family. And now, it's here on Toginet, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central. Vision Onward began over three years ago when Jeff and his family felt that after sitting in a church for years, they had come to a place in their faith where they were tired of sitting around and talking about their faith. They actually wanted to do something about it. So they decided to use their time, treasures, and talents that God had blessed them with to help those who have, by no choice of their own, been born into a world of poverty. So they walked away from the American dream, which they realized is actually a nightmare, so they can help others find hope in what seems to be a hopeless world. For more on Vision Onward, go to visiononward.org. This is truly a God-led adventure of the heart and humanity, making a difference for Christ. It's Vision Onward with Jeff Holly, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Like we just mentioned, our first guest today is someone known all over the world to millions of people, and he carries a simple message of hope. There is power for change in Jesus Christ, the cross, 
his blood, his burial, and his resurrection. <laughs> uh, Andrew, it is an honor to welcome you to our show today. Welcome to Girlfriend at Radio. Hi, Patty and Lisa. How are you? Great. We're doing great, and we're so excited to have you to share your heartbeat and your life with us yeah. today. If I can get the words out, I can't even I'm, resurrection. So I'm fired up, and you'll be <laughs> resurrected today. Okay, well, we want you to help us understand your journey a little bit better. Oh, yeah. You grew up in a strong Christian home mm. as one of four sons of the world evangelist mm. Louise Palau. Can't even imagine growing up in that household. <laughs> it has, I mean, just can't. And we met, we got to meet your dad um, a couple weeks ago here in Arizona because we're um, we're in, we're heavily involved with Arizona City Fest, and we fell in love with him, just his personality, and just mm. love. Him. So um, we are so excited just to be able to meet you, too. But have you always followed the Lord, or, or did you have times when you wanted to explore your own path? Well, yes. I, it's, uh, it's funny for me to hear you say you can't even imagine what it was like growing up in our house. That's kind of funny when you grew up in it. And if my brothers were here, we'd be chuckling because it was great. And we, we just were kind of a fairly typical household, despite the fact that my dad's an evangelist, and that's kind of weird in a way. But, you know, we really ha- we're very thankful to have a very very sort of calm, regular upbringing. Dad was traveling around the world, but we didn't do He's not a pastor, like, in the church that we go to and that sort of thing. So we didn't have as many of that PK, typical, stereotypical PK pressures. But um, my parents were really faithful and generous to me and my three brothers. But my situation was that I just was a very rebellious kid, and even from the youngest of days, I just every decision I made was a bad decision and very selfish, self-centered, punk kid, and uh, went that way for 27 years. So in a way, you know, I kind of walked the walk, not because I was a full-blown, like, professional hypocrite, but just, <laughs> I just, I just loved to party. I didn't really want to cause trouble, you know. Um, so I wasn't the stereotypical rebel, I hate God, I hate religion, you can't shove it down my throat. I was more just kind of the weaselly, wormy, you know, kind of follow the path of least resistance. But but I was. it was a rebellion that has very, very dire, you know, results. Have it in your heart, though, Andrew? Like, did you yeah. know you just really thought, okay, this is, I love the, I love the fun out here and the excitement. Yeah of this, but you kind of knew deep down, or did you just go, I don't really... No, I think that's 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 fair that, like, to some degree, I, I just sort of, like, I looked at the people around me. I didn't see a lot of hypocrisy in my family or in my church, so it wasn't like I had these... I just sort of thought, you know, this. while this may be true, it just doesn't fit with these things that I want to do and where I'm finding my... Uh, fulfillment and my self, you know, uh, aggrandizement. And, and so I just kind of, it, it's embarrassing because, like, if you have some big excuse, like, I was abused and the hypocrisy was outrageous or nobody ever told me. I mean, there's all these uh, hundreds of different things that you could say, you know, that was a real stumbling block for me. And for me, it's just sort of a, a shame and it's sort of embarrassing to say, but I think it's true for so many that it's just like, I got nobody to blame. I just was foolish. Loved the party, and I just went for it. Knew better, had heard the truth, even potentially believed that that might be true, but just didn't care enough uh, uh, to to give up on my sin until the Lord, in His mercy, twenty seven years later, you know, intervened so lovingly. So, it's a great story, um, and there's a lot in between there. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know what? And let's see, my husband is, is a senior pastor and so mm. raised kids. I understand that because each we have two, a son and a daughter, and their personalities were very different. Mm. Um, and our daughter was more the one that just wanted to just kind of experience the world and yeah. be a little more independent, it, though she always loved the Lord. But it was just like, I want to find my place, you know, and not, and not yeah. with the family thing. Yeah. Um, it says a lot even about your parents. How were your parents with that? Because we see so many um, times people in ministry a lot of times, and they really try to contain their children and, and force uh, mm. God on them. And I, and I think so many times if we just pray for our kids, yeah. pray through it, knowing that God loves our kids more than we do. But how were your parents with, with that through that season? They were, I mean, they were great. I mean, they, they were like, my dad's from Argentina. He didn't have a lot of experience with the partying lifestyle. I was in a fraternity at the University of Oregon. And so that's like all, that was all kind of foreign stuff. My mom was pretty straight-laced Oregonian, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was all pretty foreign. They, they would have said, we have no idea what to do. We're desperate. Uh, but they knew exactly what to do. They didn't have a ton of self-help books in the day and a lot of blogs to rely. They just went <laughs> to the Word and said, we're going to live this life as an evidence that this is right and powerful and that the promises of God and his claims are true. So they lived that life. That was one decision they made. And they, they knew anything good that would happen would be God's work. So they just prayed faithfully, really prayed for me, seriously, had others praying for me in an appropriate way. And then they also acted otherwise to just say, look, again, if anything good is going to happen, it's going to be God's work. So they shared with me the good news. And they really were faithful uh, to say, you know, this is the mess. This message, it is the power of God unto salvation, and this is what He needs. He doesn't need to shape up or be a good boy. He needs to get saved. I mean, you know, uh, he needs radical change. He needs, he's he is not a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, if you just look at the simple reality of, you'll know them by their fruit. Well, I had a lot of fruit to observe, and it was very negative. You know, I mean, I was involved, I was, you know, alcohol, all the drugs that the world has to offer, all the relationships that go with that lifestyle, just so shameful and painful and abusive, you know, directly, clearly abusive relationships, addictions. I mean, just all of the garbage, you know, not to like overblow it. I mean, but, but it was, it was not good, you know? Yeah. And uh, their, their hearts were broken and, and they felt like they didn't know what to do, but they did those things trusted the Lord, held on to His promises from Scripture. And then ultimately, you know, through their faithfulness to share the good news, uh, they'd tried everything, you know, believe me. <laughs> but uh, it was in Kingston, Jamaica, at a Luis Palau festival. So the joke's on me at the age of 27, where the Lord <laughs> you know, revealed Himself to me, much in part to that. And you guys all know, everyone from their own personal experience knows there are so many things that the Spirit of God does to orchestrate those moments mm-hmm. that... It's really not about, oh, just not only, oh, I came to the Lord at a Louise Blau thing. It's all the relationships, all the seed sowing, the power of the Spirit, the miracles that he does to to let you know that he's after you, you know, that he loves you and cares for you and he's, he's revealing himself to you. So I wish, I mean, if we had more time, I'd tell you all those things because they're so exciting, and, and uh, but you know them for yourself. And so... He did those things, and then um, at the at the hearing of the good news, I, I just, you know, confessed my sin. I was able to repent as he revealed himself to me, and I saw my sin in that moment. As he sees it, I was just broken, repented, and it was like a radical transformation in that. In that moment, for me, there was a process, but there was this one real Catholic moment, you know, there in Jamaica that 
that just changed me. Well, you know what? Just listening to how you say it, it, your heart is so real and honest and authentic. And just when we got to hear and meet your dad, that's what came through is just the authenticity. It's just this is who I am. And it's about the simple message of Jesus Christ. And I think so many times, um, and we have some more questions later we're going to ask in the next Mm. segment about this. But, um, you know, you see so many believers that it becomes more um, of a head um, Mm. relationship instead of the heart. Mm. It's just about getting back to the just. It's just Jesus Christ and His transforming power, and right. I think we forget that that He's alive and that He transforms and He works through His Holy Spirit and He works through yeah, yeah. And, he works and I love how you said that and just being honest because there's so many people that are sitting out there, you know, listening and, and going, I feel like I have to do this, this, and this, but it's like, just open your heart to Jesus and yeah. He does the work. If yeah. we let him do that, and I love that simple message, and you just being so honest about that, because I think we're people are afraid to reveal yeah. of their journey, but yet we need to hear more stories like that. Sure, relatable. So, love how you just shared your yeah. and the power of Jesus, because it goes back to that. It really does, and he's so merciful, so gracious to us, and um, I just don't know how you could do it any other way, but. You see how it works itself out. We do need to be very knowledgeable, you know, and grow in our understanding and all the rest. But uh, I was at a thing with Ravi Zacharias and Oz Guinness out in Oxford, England, earlier in the summer, this summer. And, you know, they, they have all that head knowledge, but they're so godly in their, their, their life and relationship with the Lord. So genuine. They, they will constantly come back to say, hey, this is all great, guys. But remember, people don't care what you know until they know that you care and they have all these you know, simplified realities that we have to keep at the forefront of our mind that, that it's, it's a balance issue. We want to know as much as we can. That to be able to answer those questions is critical, and we can, and the Word of God reveals it, but, but to have it authentic, that authentic hum- humility is, is absolutely paramount, too, and to express love through service and through sacrificial giving, all those things, they really combine uh, to make the message powerful. Well, we, we have two minutes before we go on break, Andrew, but I just got to ask you, I have a 16-year-old son, mm-hmm. and he was just saying the other day about how come even King Solomon, you know, gets to go party and have all the <laughs> and, you know, here he is, this wise man, and mm-hmm. he gets to do all these things, mm-hmm. and then still, you know, has the opportunity to, to have Jesus. And yeah. What do you say to someone? I mean, we we know the answers, but there are a lot of parents out there that have kids that really do want to experience that. So in one minute, yeah, <laughs> yeah, answers on how you respond to that. Well, I just think you know, you you look at a life, you look at your own life, or the life of your child, and and you long for yourself and for them. What the Bible talks about and promises, you know, life and life in abundance. You know what I mean? For now and for eternity, and so. We have to recognize that um, you can live all those different ways, and God extends His mercy to us, and He is merciful and gracious. He paid a steep price for that. But all of those things, in the end, the Bible calls them acts that lead to death, and and, uh, how properly the Lord describes those things. You can do them, they're fun, but they have a consequence, and Solomon experienced that. I experienced it. Every one of us will find those consequences um, and the wages of, of that sin, what we earn for it, is death. And, we, and that's the heaven and hell thing until you receive the, the ultimate uh, you know, gift of God, salvation through Jesus Christ. But there is also the wages of sin that are related to what we experience day by day in this world, and the consequences of that. And so, yeah, it's kind of like yes and yes. Yes, you can live like that. Yes, it will never be too late, except for one day it will be too late. 
and, and so you just have to really process it. Oh, well, thank you, Andrew, and stay tuned as we continue our dialogue with international evangelist Andrew Palau. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Hi, everybody. This is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Yes, why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear these latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginat. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, today we are talking about remarkable connections, and we are back with someone who truly is remarkable. And um, Andrew Palau is connecting millions of people worldwide to Christ and to each other. And Andrew is currently heard on 855 radio outlets in 27 countries. And he is currently in the midst of a plan to reach 10 capital cities in Africa in 10 years. And, Andrew, you're exhausting us just reading all this. Um, we love your passion and enthusiasm just for connecting people with the Lord. And you have such a simple but profound message, and it's a message that, Need to keep getting out there over and over again. Um, we just want to ask you just a couple of things. Um, you talked about that, you know, you've been sharing your story, and then you said how you, you know, after 27 years of kind of, you know, spreading your wings and kind of doing your own path, you uh, in, in Jamaica or whatever, you know, you kind of, God got a hold of your attention, a hold of your heart. And then you, you started out kind of working as your dad's personal assistant, just kind of see. 
but you discovered that you were you were you thrived when you were involved with the outreach events. Mm-hmm. I think everybody wants to go. I want to find something that I would thrive in. Can you explain that to us? Mm. Yeah, I mean, like to, I feel so grateful. Like uh, the Lord just plopped me into this family, and once I came to faith and you know made and really began to walk with the Lord. It, he just un- un- revealed to me, you know, slowly by slowly, step by step, uh, you know, away from me. But it was kind of more of a day-to-day thing. But I just, once I got saved, it was so radical. It was like, even in the moment from when I stood up off my face, you know, I just knew, like, oh, this is, you know, this is it. This is what life is about. I mean, this Jesus, uh, this reality that he can transform you, that he'll heal you and you know, uh, give you a way forward and bring this peace and joy into your life. And, you know, of course, your life's not perfect, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I just thought this is what it's all about. So whether I stayed in retail because I was working in retail at that time or whatever the future may hold, I mean, this is what it's about now. And then the Lord just kind of, uh, I, I I basically lost that job. And um, I, I had this opportunity to serve as dad's PA. And that was supposed to be a little short time thing as I looked at other things. And it just became evident, like, this is just fantastic. This is a blessing. And if I can be involved with helping this guy, happens to be my dad, <laughs> be, be his very best in these incredible gifts he has, then I'll just, I'll just pour it all out there. What else, you know, life is short anyway, and just go for it. And, and then as I did that, you know, it, it, was, it was more of a process, but there were moments along the way where I realized, like, wow, you know, these crusades that we do, because we used to call them that, and they, they had this other sort of a different model or nuance to them. You know, it's kind of lame for my friends, and they'll come because you're my dad, but they're not going to like it. And before they even hear the message, there's going to be all these. So I, I, I sort of was like, well, maybe I can get even more involved than just carrying this guy's bags, but I could craft a tool that'll be even more, bring more connectivity between believers and their friends to share the gospel. And I just thrived in that, and I thought, okay, this is it. And then after a while, I realized, no, that's not really it. You know, when you share your story and present the good news as inept as you feel, God is moving through that, and people confirmed it, and, and, and then I processed from sort of director role, innovative kind of role, to, to preaching and evangelism. So the full, the joke was fully revealed as the joke's on me. <laughs> you know, okay. you're actually going to be the evangelist. Like, are you kidding? If it would have happened in one night, I would have just revolted, you know? Yes. God has a sense of humor we've discovered. Totally. And it is so interesting because Lisa and I deal with this all the time. We both were raised in Christian homes, and mm. we always want to keep it relevant. And like you said, you know, crusade, you know, we're, we, we, we don't want people to, I'm not going to go to a crusade. Mm-hmm. And the message is the same. It never mm-hmm. changes. It's all, we just keep repackaging it differently. And we think mm-hmm. it's cool with the, how we repackage the message. And that, it is so true, though, This the City Fest, Repackaging it that way is phenomenal. And I know mm. I, my own parents, um, they thought they were going to a dance. It was a Billy Graham uh, yeah. date, and that's how Jesus was brought into our house. But it, yeah. it's interesting because even then they had, you know, somehow made it relevant enough to where they thought they were going to a dance. Right, <laughs> when, right, right. So, um, you know, just in your traveling uh, worldwide, what is the condition of the church? I know that's a heavy question, but the church really making a difference? Do you go out there and go, you just, you you mentioned earlier when we were doing a a side conversation Mm. that we should be the happiest people in the world, and sometimes Mm. 
kind of walk around, even though we're supposed to be living this life of abundance, mm-hmm. that we we don't let necessarily the world know of of the peace that we have. So do do you see it as you're traveling that the church is really making a difference in having that peace? Yeah, I mean, I think the the obvious answer to that is yes, and even biblically, you know, we know the biblical truths are more solid than even our experience, but they usually match, and the Bible tells us, you know, that that this kingdom is advancing, and the church is going forward, and the gates of hell even won't prevail against it, and and et cetera. So we see how that works itself out in the world, but we also see pockets where you feel a little less less uh, encouraged, and other places where more, you know, outwardly vibrant things are happening. But the, there are great things happening. And imagine the world without the church, you know what I mean? So, Can't even. Yeah, you, you don't want to, like, go too, like, pie in the sky, you know, uh, don't look at the hard realities. But, but to also not be so dour that we don't recognize that, man, the Lord is on the move and He's using His people and young people are vibrant and motivated around the world. I just was in Kampala, Uganda, and to see the young people at the universities gathering, you know, regularly by the thousands, and then sometimes together uh, to to worship the Lord through the night and pray and reach their friends. And, you know, uh, I see wonderful things happening in, in the cities that I've been in Africa, and my experience is limited there because, of course, think of Africa and all the harsh things that are happening as well. But in China, Dad and I have had uh, opportunities to, to see the church registered and unregistered churches, uh, you know, experiencing tremendous growth and vitality. And just think of the way that those pastors have, you know, over the long haul, you know, over the years suffered so much. And then here they are uh, seeing such fruit. And even in the U.S., you know, I think the, the idea of um, God's people really re-embracing strongly, building a foundation through uh, expressing love tangibly to people, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a real positive move that's going to yield benefits. When Phoenix and the spiritual leadership of Phoenix, Arizona, one of our largest, most influential cities in America, they come together to to, to host, you know, Arizona City Fest coming up. Those are not insignificant things. They carry great power to the individual, but also in a broader sort of more unified, that, that, that expression of unity and the reality of that unity uh, carries with it uh, real power in the spiritual realm that we'll see great benefits of. And we're just battling along. And, uh, and and I think there are great things happening all over the world, um, and well, so you know, we're, we're excited. It's, it's, it's kind of like golden times for the church because mm-hmm. people, especially in America but all over the world, they're seeing where governments are failing us. It's mm-hmm. The solutions to um, what we need is not found through government. It is really from the heavenlies, and that's where the church has a golden opportunity to be the church and to be what God has called us to do with that message of hope. And um, I know us in Arizona, we are so excited about this Arizona City Fest. Mm-hmm. So it truly is combining the, the, um, the, the community leaders, mayors and governor, with the church leaders to transform and to really impact our whole community and the whole state for the Lord through yeah. Luis Palau. And um, I think people are open to it. They want to see, does this really make a difference? And I know we just officially launched here with your dad service here in Arizona where we're calling God's people to go out and go serve the communities and go make a difference, you know, whatever that looks like. And that's really the church in action. And it makes us so Mm -hmm. proud to be a part of Arizona City Fest because this is the church being the church 
And going back to the basis, going, it is about loving God and loving others. Mm-hmm. We love how you guys are implementing the gospel and how yeah. it's spreading. And, and loving hearing, like, the, the things that are happening in China and all over the world, because you turn on our TVs and the news we hear, it, it just, it could be, it's doom and gloom, and yet God is so alive and yeah. working profoundly around the world, and we don't often hear that. Yeah. So you get to tell us and share those things. Yeah, we we have a unique opportunity, I think, to travel around so much and meet with leaders and hear their, you know, the challenges, but also see the the wonderful things that are happening. And and so we're happy to share, and we should. The Bible says over and over, you know, tell of His marvelous works. You know, we need to to tell uh, when we see God doing something in our life or even in a bigger picture in a nation. We got to remind ourselves and remember and to tell of his awesome works because he's told us to do it. And, and it's obvious why, because we can get too gloomy and too down uh, if we just focus on the negative. Well, you know that David Arquette and Courtney Cox are getting a divorce, so it's easy to get gloomy. <laughs> yeah. I loved what you guys were saying earlier, you know, you, you know uh, about being intentional, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, that, that intentionality is really something that... Uh, that I think uh, changes our disposition um, to think it about relationships in light of eternity and, and to, to really do something. I, you know, you see those bumper stickers that say, think, glo- think, local, think globally, act locally. And I would say for believers, you know, we, can, we get the blessing of thinking and acting both globally and locally. Yes. We just got to really, you know, not neglect praying broadly and looking at what's happening in the world, but also to realize I was called for a purpose. And, uh, you know, the Lord wants to use me, and I think that's one of our greatest challenges is to just uh, really just compel God's people to act and to use their gifts and to recognize that they were not called just to be a recipient of God's grace and a a receptacle of uh, as much good as we can get out of Him, but that He called us out of something but to something. And we have a ministry and we have a, a... a purpose in the in the great scheme of things is very important, and that intentionality. I think the 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 festival can seem kind of big. There's the service side, there's the festival activity, but it all boils down to individuals faithfully praying for their friends and inviting them to know Christ. And and this the tool of the moment might be, you know, this festival activity, but that's a lifelong lesson that we we want to be involved with imparting to people. And uh, once you start moving in that. It's it's like uh, it's addicting, or you know, it, it just never stops uh, once you get going. Well, Andrew, you have been such an inspiration. I just you're so passionate about connecting people, and obviously connecting them uh, to Jesus Christ. But uh, we were going to ask you what mm. you leave um, all of our listeners. But you already said it all. You just mm. what you just said right now about um, just being intentional and really truly using that that purpose that Jesus Christ intended and, and gifted you with. So we just want to mm. thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Thanks, hope to have you again before our big. Thank Andrew. We'll have fun. Go to Arizona City Fest to keep up, and we'll we'll stay in touch, Patty and Lisa. Perfect. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it. 
Girlfriended. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Season me is on toginet. A delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 Central on toginet.com. You know Cease is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcome. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. All right, speaking of remarkable connections, we recently had a remarkable connection with a new girlfriend who has quickly become an old friend. And we mean that in an endearing way, not like, old, um, but Miley is the Church and Community Partnership Associate with CityFest with the Luis Palau Organization, and we've just been talking with Andrew Palau, and um, this whole CityFest thing is just phenomenal, and we are so in with it, so we are working with Miley here in Arizona to uh, to head up the, uh, the Women's Luncheon, and we are expecting thousands of women to attend this and just connect as girlfriends, but most importantly, to connect with Jesus Christ. And so, Miley, we are so excited to have you join us and have girlfriend time on air i am thank you so much for having me this is so exciting well you are just so fun and so vivacious and it's just uh, we can't wait to have on air time because we've had like face-to-face time with you but um we just want to hear your story um a little bit because how you kind of joined uh with with the Luis palau organization and how that connected and how your own journey kind of got involved with that yeah, I just, I'm so excited that you guys had Andrew on because I absolutely adore him and his family and Wendy and his children. And uh, the Plow team is just so special to me and just the family itself. Um, I actually was, I'm new to Christ. I guess my walk is fairly young. It's 
I'm running on like six years now, five years. And I actually met the Lord through the Louise Blau Association. Um, they have a ministry, part of their ministry called Living It, which is the action sports side. And my uncle used to head up that ministry and they were doing an event in New York. And, um, you know, God had been just, you know, knocking on my heart for so many years, like years and years and years and years. And I've just always never, uh, wanted to hear about it. And I was a, uh, a new mom, a single mom. And, uh, again, God had just sent all these different people into my life, but I finally had made the connection and, chose to receive him at one of those Living It events through uh, the Living It ministry and the Palau ministry. And after that, the, you know, the Palau team hired me, you know, six months into my walk, not knowing anything really about anything when it comes to ministry, not even really, you know, still trying to figure out what it means to follow Christ or just the whole situation, um, that they would just bring me in and love on me and just walk with me through through all of that and still walking with me through that. Um, they have been a huge blessing, and I know that it's all arranged by the Lord. So, yay! <laughs> hey, well, you have a phenomenal story, Miley, and what, what exactly, I mean, thanks for sharing all of that. What exactly now are you doing for City Fest and for the Louis Palau organization? Well, right here in Arizona, um, I am uh, in charge of a specific zone or an area. It's uh, more like the north, uh, northeast side, I suppose. And um, I am in charge of connecting hundreds of churches together to serve the community. Um, we realize that every church probably has their own projects and, and they have a heart for community, but what a more, I don't even know if this is proper English, but a greater, more greater impact that we can have if, if we work together. I just, I truly believe that there's power in numbers. And so instead of just one church having like 10 members to go impact a school, how about we connect six or seven churches that surround that school to get maybe a hundred people together mm-hmm. to impact uh, school? And like that to is- me, it just works. That is so exciting, even even if we don't know if it's the proper grammar or anything, but we're all about non <laughs> I couldn't even get the word resurrection out this morning. So um, I, uh, our heartbeat is so for that, where we, we laugh at times because we have a tendency as churches, and, and people see this, that we have a tendency to be mm-hmm. so possessive. And, and territorial. Yeah, that, I, I think territorial and possessive are probably the same words, you think? Maybe, maybe yeah, not. And that, and that was like so weird. Like coming into like coming into the Christian world. Like so, not only was I a new believer, but then boom, when you're dropped into like the faith community and into ministry, I, I for some reason I had this expectation that things would be different, but it's really not, and which oh. is kind of sad. And then when I saw that churches like weren't working in community and like people were territorial or like no, that's like our group, or there just seems so much fear there. And I'm like, what? I go, I thought the whole point of, like, being in Christ meant there was freedom there. And so, and I'm sure because we're all broken, we're all people, so I, I, that's been my own personal struggle is kind of seeing people just not work together. And I'm like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But well, it's interesting. Again, I'm not in charge. You said faith community, and I thought you said fake community, and then I thought, okay, it's <laughs> kind of the same, same thing. <laughs> but I, I hear what you're saying. I know. Into the- 
And you know what's funny is when Lisa and I met you, you what I thought was so incredible is when we were we would talk about different denominations, and you you would say, "I have no idea what that means," or "I have no idea what they believe," and that's really what it should be all about. It should be Jesus. Yeah. And, um, you know, people don't think the term Jesus is our product. You know, it's like we're, we're not marketing Jesus, but, but we are. We're all about we yeah. sell ourselves, we sell Jesus. I mean, that's what it's about. And then when we get so territorial about it, uh, it's, it's crazy. And then it, it's actually so divisive that it the is. enemy loves that. Are you on a soapbox right I am now? on my soapbox. I I'm it. in my no, face. And the funny thing and the best thing was, like, talking to, because, like, at my work, like, I, not that I'm the only female, but upstairs in, like, the, you know, church relations, like, directorship zone or whatever, I am the only female, and, like, and all of them are pastors or at least in some, or gone to seminary or have a doctor or whatever. So here I am, just, like, little old me who doesn't know anything about anything, right, except the fact that I love Jesus. And they're all talking about different denominations and how, you know, we talk, oh, before you go talk to that denomination, make sure to don't say this or say that. And I'm like... Huh? I go, that's just far too confusing for me. Well, and it's you know like, what? That's why uh, we so loved being with you and that we so connected because we so are on that uh, that level. It's like, you, get, you know, like the influence. Uh, sometimes you look at them and you go, okay, what exactly was that thesis about yeah. that you said? You know? And, and so it, it really goes back to loving Jesus and, you know, knowing him, knowing him in your head, but also knowing him in your heart and then introducing him to people in authentic ways and just using your personality. And that's what it just boils. And many times we get so um, entwined with um, all the right practices, the right disciplines, and it's like, no, just be you and be who God has called you to do and just introduce me to people. Because, you know, people are not necessarily turned off to Jesus. They're turned off to the people who represent him. Yes. There is a great movie I think I was telling you about that um, Lord Save Us from Our Followers. And it's true. Like, this man, like, went around all over the place and just asked people, and they weren't offensive to the name Jesus. They were, offen- they were offended by the people who proclaimed to love him. And, and that is really sad. Because I know, you know, I'm flawed, too, and I know I have my moments when I am not being Christ-like, and, and I feel bad because my non-believing friends will be like, whoa. I was like, yeah, I'm just a sinner, and, and, uh, and forgive me. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm trying my best, I swear. So you're in great company, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, again, like, God bless those people who um, who are so, like, they know so much Bible, and it's like they really have to be cerebral about it, because uh, I cannot, like, relate to them on that level, I go, because, I, I, you know, I, I think I'm pretty bright, but I just, I don't know a whole lot of my Bible, which is kind of sad. I should probably learn a little more. Um, that's why I'm looking for a husband to teach me. Um, you can't look to the Bible backwards? Is that what you're uh, saying? I, I know all the veggie tales, so I'm pretty good, yeah, and I... I know I, the songs. <laughs> I know the Bible. And even that, I don't even know the hymns. Like, I feel bad we'll be at church, and some people are like, oh, we love those hymns, and I'm like, amazing grace. Like, I know that one. Funny is my husband, you know, is a senior pastor, but he didn't grow up as a believer. And the first oh. time he he heard the gospel message that touches heart was watching Charlie Brown Christmas when Linus gets on the stage and quotes the um the Christmas story out of Luke. That was the first time Aww. he ever heard the and that so impacted him. And so sometimes we think it has to be all this, like you said, cerebral. But sometimes God uses Charlie Brown Christmas stories to to get that's something. amazing. 
Isn't that cool? And we, we, we discount so many opportunities that God is using. It doesn't always have to be. We have it in a box how God works through people and connects with them. And right. that's why we love what you guys are doing with Arizona City Fest. It goes outside the box, and it's just about heart connections and just doing right. what Jesus calls us to do. Yeah, and what is great, and I don't want to sit here and poo-poo on, like, you know, the like the church and this and that. Again, this is obviously, the three of us are so like-minded in how we approach our walk and how we want to talk to people. But again, like, God uses it all, and it is amazing that they're, uh, like, the whole, even just the staff and everybody who's involved, it just crosses all denominations, which is great. So here, finally, we're having this, like, spirit of cooperation which only is from the Lord, because, again, if, if it's left to our own devices, I think a lot of these people wouldn't work with each other just because, again, of our humanness. But because God is so involved, like, he is bringing everybody together to make an impact because he realizes that, you know, like, there's a need there, and he's using us to fill it, which is great. Not that he needs us, but the fact that we should be so honored that he is using us, which is kind of cool. Absolutely. And, Miley, we only have about a minute left before it ends. Oh, and this is my way too fast. Oh, but, I know. When do we get to hang out again? <laughs> share, share a little bit more about uh, City Fest and just where they can go for, for the women out there or just any of the listeners to learn a little bit more about oh, yeah. us. Miley? Well, there, there we have it. She told us all about <laughs> all about City Fest. So if you go to CityFest.org or you can go to um, Arizona City Fest, Arizona City Fest, or uh, girlfriend it and find out everything that you ever wanted to know about City Fest and um, about. Well, you know what? And we've just had some incredible connection today with Andrew Palau, with Luis Palau, and with Miley. And we just want to encourage you to go even. The most remarkable connection, obviously, with Jesus Christ, but just connect with other people intentionally. And um, in City Fest, it's, it's not just it's just not um, restricted to Arizona. It's, these guys are going worldwide, sharing the message of Jesus Christ. So run to their site, run to Girlfriend to get more information. And uh, we can't wait to just keep the connections going, even with these people, because we know God does amazing things when we just open our hearts and our minds um, to what to where He's leading. And we have to challenge you again. We started out with our fall into girlfriend challenge for the fall. And just to, a reminder to be intentional in, in all areas, to be intentional with your relationships and to introducing them to Jesus, as well as, of course, drinking your pumpkin coffee and cleaning out And your enjoying closet. the holidays, but being, even being intentional with the holidays and how you share the holidays with family and friends, and I think those are some remarkable connections. Okay, in 30 seconds or less, how are you in this Limber Hall? Oh, you don't have time, and you have such a great idea. We'll have to tell you next week, so stay tuned. Thanks for being with us on Girlfriend It. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It. The show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show to 